Amen, amen, amen. This morning, we want to invite your attention to the book of First Kings. We want to invite your attention to the book of First Kings, chapter number 17. God dropped this in my spirit <laughs> Sunday evening. And, of course, I questioned God. Shouldn't have, but I did. <laughs> Especially when he said what he said. And I said, okay, God, are you sure? And, of course, he's always sure. It's just us that's not sure. Amen. So uh, when he dropped this, this, this line of thought in my spirit, immediately I went to, to the book of Kings because I knew then what he was referring to. And he says, it's a word of faith. It's a word of faith for the people of God. But everything going on, everything that we're surrounded with, he said, it is a word of faith that we have to take in. And so I've been talking to myself all week about what the Lord said. He said the drought is over. The drought is over. And I said to the Lord, I said, well, Lord, with the conditions that people are in, and you sending me this word, you putting this word in my spirit to tell your people that the drought is over. The lack, the uh, deficiency, the the things that we are encountering that has caused a spiritual drought or a physical drought, the Lord says that the drought is over. You have to receive it, he says, by faith. Regardless of what you see, regardless of what you hear, the Lord says the drought is over. That the drought that we've been experiencing spiritually, physically, as well as financially, God said the drought is over. Amen. It's over. It's over. He said you got to believe it by faith. You have to believe it by faith. In the book of First Kings chapter number 17, we're going to start with verse number 1 in chapter number 17. If we can just try to teach this and not preach it, we want to try to teach it so we can get everything God has said to us. Now, in chapter number 17 in the book of First Kings, beginning at verse number 1, it says, And Elijah the Tisbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab. Now, we have to remember that Ahab is that ruling, ruling spirit that's within man. Okay, that ruling spirit. He speaks to Ahab and he says, as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Now, we need to see some of these words, what, what, what they actually mean, what God is saying in regards to this very first verse when he tells him, that there would neither be dew nor rain these years because the nation had had a problem with sin. 
So sometimes God will withdraw things in order to get our attention. The first thing he says, there will not be any do. Now, do is what sustains us briefly during the season of a drought. It's a covering that gives moisture. If you think of it in the natural, it is a covering, but it comes down from heaven. But in our drought season, because many of us have been able to continue to to prosper, it's because of the dew from heaven that has sustained us in our drought season. Amen. See, some of us have been in a drought. Amen. Some of us have been in a drought spiritually. Some of us have been in a drought financially. Some of us have been in a drought in our health. But God says, I set the dew from heaven to sustain you during your drought season. See, drought is not just one day. A drought, I mean, a, a drought and the, and the dew is for a season. And God says, this is what I have done. I have set this. Not only will I, I, I'm going to restrain the dew that has sustained you, but he says, now I'm also going to take away the rain. Now the rain is our blessings. See, there have been some people that have not received their blessing that they have normally received in the past, okay? But then the Lord is saying also, he says now, but according to the word of Elijah, he speaks to that ruling spirit in us and tells us what is about to happen. Then we may ask the question, how is it that that we are not able to receive? Some people are getting rain, some people are being blessed, some people are in that season where the dew is sustaining them. How is it that everybody is not covered by that sustainment uh, from the dew? Now, keep your place in 1 Kings chapter number 17, and we're going to come back to it, but we're going to give you the scriptures that let us know what the Word of God says. Amen? So let's go to the book of Amos, the book of Amos, Old Testament, the book of Amos chapter number 4. The book of Amos, the book of Amos, chapter number four, dealing, dealing with the sustaining of certain things uh, uh, in er different areas. Now, the book of Amos, chapter number four, looking at verse number seven, he says this, he says, and also I have withholden the rain from you. In other words, there's, been, there's a drought. Okay, now he says, I have withholding the rain from you when there were yet three months to the harvest, right before you're supposed to reap, right before the harvest. He said, I've withheld that which gives you an increase and abundance. And then he goes on and say, he says, and I caused it to rain upon one city. And caused it not to rain upon another city. It says one piece was rained upon, and the piece were, up, uh, were upon it rained not, it withered. And so, so what he said, you see people wandering places from place to place. He says, I have caused for blessings to cease in some areas, and other areas I have caused 
for there being an abundance of blessing. So when you think about in our areas, in some areas of the South, it doesn't appear to be in such a drought as it is out West. There's a shortage of water, and I keep going back and telling us through the Holy Spirit that we need to hold on to some water. We need to start gathering up water. Amen. Because that thing that you see way off is coming here too. There's going to be a shortage. Amen. So we need to begin to, to, to gather up water, put it in our homes. Amen. And begin to tell other people there's going to be a shortage of water. Amen. It's interesting now, if you know when you go into the stores, if you know, I don't know about you all, very rarely do I go. But when I do go, I always look at the prices. Prices have gone up. At least two or three dollars, they've gone up. (laughs) Some things I used to buy a couple of weeks ago at a set price, now that I've gone back, I've seen that price elevated. Amen? And it's because of the drought that has been going on in other areas, not so much in our locale, but other areas that supplies those things that we need, they have a drought. They're not able to produce. But God says in one place, according to the scripture, isn't it not interesting how the Bible is? The Bible says in one city where it didn't rain, and then there's another city where it rained, you know, they're blessed, but that city where it did, did not rain, things withered up. So even now, so it is in our world today. Amen. Things are withering up in out west, fires and everything going on. Everything is going on. But yet it changes here when it comes to us. Amen. And so we're thankful and we're grateful for that. So we have to understand this is how, this is how the Lord is saying to us about the dew and the rain and also about the drought. Now look at the instructions that the Lord gives Elijah, when he, he, when he speaks to that ruling spirit, if we want to go into the natural, then he speaks to the king Ahab, okay? Now, in verse uh, number two, it says, And the Lord, and the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Watch verse number three. God gives us instructions. He gives us specific instructions what to do, how to do, when we find ourselves about to enter or in a drought season. Now, verse 3 says, he's, this is the instruction that he gives. Get thee hence, turn thee eastward. Then he tells him to hide thyself, hide himself. He says, by the brook, Sherith, that is before Jordan. Now, in verse number 3, the instructions was to Elijah, you got to hide yourself. See, sometimes you can tell people and tell people and instruct people what the Lord says until they, until they become dull of hearing. And when they become dull of hearing, God will have you to withdraw <laughs> and not release anything. It, it, it was like when they had 9-11, that's the thought that came to my mind. And I was working in the postal service, and, of course, we had saved and unsaved people there. And when everything started happening in 9-11, I'll never forget this, uh, when the airplanes began to hit the towers, and, and the first thing they wanted to know was this, the end of time. They didn't ask that before all this took place, 
But all of a sudden now, they want to know, is this the final, final destination? Is this it? Amen. Then they want to hear a word. In a little while, people will want to know, and, and I am quite sure by now, people have asked some of you about what is literally going on. Amen. Or what is God really doing? Okay. So, so it, he tells him to, to hide himself, and he says, by the brook. Okay. Now, that's significant where he tells him to hide himself. See, the brook is where the waters or the spirit flows freely upon your soul. He tells him, I want you to go by the brook. By the brook meaning it's where the waters or where the spirit runs freely upon your soul. Because, see, your soul has to be watered. Amen. You've got to have some nurturing, all right? And then he, he, he tells him now, he said, I want you to go by the brook called Sarik. And that place means it's a place of isolation where there's total dependence upon God. So he tells him, so I want you to hide yourself. And I, it's, it's at the brook. And the brook is where the waters or where the spirit flows freely upon your soul but i also want you to go into isolation and the reason why i want you to go into isolation not a bad thing uh it's a good thing so you can totally depend upon god see right now too many people are depending on everything else except god amen they're depending on everything else except god In the time that we are living in, we have to totally depend upon God. This week, and I I, I probably deal, if if it God says so, we may deal with it on Wednesday or or, or possibly some other time. But, But one thing God says, he says, have absolute trust in him. We don't have absolute trust in him. Amen. Because if we had absolute trust in him and all the situations and all the circumstances that we go through or we experience, we wouldn't be worried. Hello. Amen. If we had absolute trust in God, we wouldn't be concerned about what's going to happen. Because God said, he, if he can feed the fowls of the air, how much more can he feed us? See, many people are wondering where their next meal is going to come from. But if we have absolute trust in God, we don't even have to worry. And the reason being because he will bring it, and God will show us that. He will, he will bring it. So he gives him specific instructions. you got to learn how to isolate yourself so you can depend on God. Cut off them cell phones. Cut off the TV for a while. And sit in the presence of the Lord. Because all these things are a distraction that is there. God wants us to isolate ourselves not in a bad way but so that he can speak to us and gives us direction okay now watch what else he does in instructions he says now in in verse number four he says and it shall be anytime god says and it shall be 
That means it's an absolute thing. God's going to do it. And it shall be that thou shalt, look at this, you're going to drink of the brook. To drink of something means to take it in. You remember, the brook is the water of the spirit that flows upon your soul. So you've got to drink from the spirit during this time that flows upon your soul. Amen. And then he says, now, he says, thou shalt drink of the brook. And he says, I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. He says, I've commanded the ravens to feed thee. In other words, God says, I've made provisions for you. Even, in, even during this time of a drought, God says, I have made provisions for you. I don't know about you all, but sometimes things just come to me. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. Didn't ask for it, but it just came to me. Amen. That's a provision of God. He, he makes provisions for us. And then he says in verse number five, he says, so he went. In other words, he followed the instructions. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and he dwelt by the brook Sherith, that is before Jordan. He followed instructions. It seems like in our day and time that we have a problem with following the instructions of God. We rather follow the Ahab spirit, the one that rules, and it's about our will and our desires. No, it's not about our will. It's about his will. It's about what he desires for us, okay? Now, watch verse, verse number 6, because this is what God said. God said, I have command. See, whenever things come your way, somebody on the other end, God has commanded to bless you. God has commanded that thing. It's not by, uh, by uh, uh, chance. A, hap- a, a happenstance. It's, it's not that. It's because God has commanded them to be a blessing to you during your drought season. God has commanded them. Amen. Don't think they're doing it on their own. It's because God said, you bless those people. You bless my people. You bless my people. And they have to follow. Now, verse 6 says, And the raven brought him, look at this, bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. Hmm. He's about to enter into a transition, but he has to be fed. See, God prepares us for intimate changes. Even before changes take place in our life, God already has spoken to us about the changes. And so here it is now. He, he's, he's, he's got this thing to, 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 to prepare for us what we need and then bring it to us. Now, in verse number 7 says this, 1 Kings chapter 17. It says, and it came to pass after a while. That the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Hmm. After a while. See, that, that brook, that's, that, that, that brook, see, that's why he teaches and tells us 
uh, to allow the water or the spirit that flows upon our soul to drink from it because sooner or later there's going to be a drought. So if, if it's just like this. If you got the word of God, as David said, you know, the Lord instructed him to, to hide the word in, in his heart. If we have the word in our heart, when they call for our Bibles, amen, when they call for our Bibles, we won't have to worry. If, ooh, Lord, if you really think about it, they really have already begun to call for our Bibles, the paper. They've already begun to call for it. Because, see, the physical book, the physical book is now have become obsolete. The book, physical book. The Word of God never becomes obsolete. That's why the Lord said you need to hide it in your heart. You've you got to hide it in your heart. Because there will come a time, not only is Christians being persecuted all over the world, but persecution will come home. Right here in our era, persecution all because... We are serving the Lord and we are trusting God. That's going to happen. So, so he, the, the enemy is so conniving and, and, and cunning that he finds a way to ease some things out of our life that's very essential. And the word of God is very essential in our life. Because, see, after a while, there won't be no rain in the land. That's what's happening now. We, we're seeing some blessings cease. But some of us are being sustained. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Some of us are being sustained by the dew. <laughs> We've been sustained by the dew, saturated, covered with the dew from heaven. See, we've got to understand where our sustaining is coming from. Nothing about what we've done, but it has everything to do with our Heavenly Father. And he says now, he says, that, now, it, the book dried up, okay? Then verse 8 says, and the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, now he's speaking to him again, just like God speaks to us. Watch the next instructions that he gives him in verse number 9. He says, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Now, the word Zarephath, that means refinement in other words there's going to be a process that we have to go through to eliminate the impurities that we have on the inside of us Zarephath, a place of refinement that's why we have to continually feed ourselves the word of god because on our journey different things will begin to happen and he's already told us to isolate ourselves because we have to be refined. We've got to be purified. Because, see, we can't go back to God. He cannot call us to be back with him if we've got a whole lot of impurities on the inside of us. Amen. A purification, thank you, Holy Spirit, a purification process has to take place. That's your refinement. See, God's got to purify us. You know, we still got stuff. <laughs> Amen. We still got stuff in us. Amen. We still got stuff. Amen. Whether we want to be real or not, we still got stuff. And we've got to be refined. We have to be refined. 
And so all this is a process. Even everything that we're going through is a process for our refinement, for our purification to meet the soon coming king. These things have to be. They, they have to be. But getting to the place where God says, hmm, the drought is over. Getting to that place. Let's move over to 1 Kings chapter number 18. Okay? Because, see, he's dealt with Elijah and given him specific instructions. Specific. Specific. And now we're not even going to deal with the, the battle on Mount Carmel. We're not going to deal with that. But we're going to deal with what God is saying, that the drought is over. Now, 1 Kings chapter number 18, verse number 41. Watch this. Verse number 41. It says, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. There's a sound. There's a sound of blessing. It's just like a, a, a train. You hear the sound before the train shows up. See, God is sounding the alarm before the blessings are released. That, that there's a sound now. That, that there's a sound. You got to be able to hear the sound because there is about to be an abundance of rain in our life. I receive it, Lord. Amen. There's about to be an oh, I feel it, Lord. There's about to be an abundance of rain, abundance of blessings in our lives. Thank you, Lord. That's why he said the drought is over. The drought is over. He said, he says, now listen. He said, he's talked to your ruling spirit that's on the inside of you. And let it know, let it know that it's time for it to, to begin to eat on the, the word of God. Amen. Because whoever you feed the most, that's who is going to have ring in your life. If, if you feed the world the most, that's what's going to be operating in your life, the world. But if you feed your spirit, oh, my God, that is what is going to be ruling in your life. So no matter what goes on, no matter what comes your way, then God said, when God speaks, that there's going to be an abundance of rain, abundance of blessing. And especially when you've been in a drought season. Huh, how many folk been in a drought season? You know, when you look at it, God, I thank you, but, you know, Sometimes, if we were honest, sometimes we have to acknowledge the fact that there were times when we wonder where the next thing is going to come from, where the money is going to come from to take care of this bill, to take care of that bill. Well, where are we going to get the money? And see, God, God has a way of making provisions for us when you don't have money. I mean, God has that way. Um, and I got this from one of my good friends here. <laughs> they, they said it to me. And, and and how you can get this free stuff. A lot of people don't like to get free stuff, but here I am. I like to get free stuff. Amen. I, I like to get free stuff. Amen. I went to the doctor and they told me they need to change my medication. And they want me they want to give me a new type of medication. Well, either I could have paid for the prescription or got free samples. Free samples was free. So what do you think that I got? Free samples. Amen. Why should I have to pay $47 for 30 pills when I can get the same 30 pills for free? 
Don't tell me God won't provide now. Because I know he will. Never get so high-minded. Well, I can pay for it. Might be able to. But I can also put that somewhere else too. Amen. See, God knows. God is the greatest mathematician in the world. He knows how to set everything up. He, he knows how to bring things that we need. He knows how to do that. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, There's about to be an abundance of rain. Get ready for it. Expect it. It's going to happen. Because God say, tell my people that the drought is over. I don't care what you see. He said the drought is over. I said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, God. Now, looking at verse number 42 now, in 1 Kings chapter number 18, it says, So Ahab, he went up to eat. You see how the devil be obedient to you? See, Ahab is that old ruling spirit in us. Okay? The instruction were, eat. That's what he told him in the beginning. Told him to eat. And then, oh my God. He, he, when he gives him that instruction to eat, he had told him to go up to Carmel, Mount Carmel. Well, Mount Carmel, Carmel means victory. In other words, he said, listen, you, 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 you go up and you eat. But, but then he sent Elijah to the top of Mount Carmel. He sends him to victory. You got to know you already got victory. You got to know that you already got victory. I don't care what it looks like. I already got victory. Amen. God sends, he sends us to the, to victory and we need to understand that's what he is doing because he's about to do something. Now, and 42 is saying, I'm going too fast. Hit me, Holy Spirit. He says, so Ahab, he went up to eat, to drink, and Elijah, he went up to the top of Carmel, a place of victory. See, he already knew he had won the battle. That's why he was able to go up. To the place of victory. And what, what, watch this, watch this. He said, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his legs. Now, Lord, what, what, are, you, what are you saying? After you go up to your place of victory, when he talks about he put his, he put his face between his knees, in other words, he put himself in a in a, a place, a, a, a posture of worship. See, that, 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 that's the only way you, you can celebrate your victory. You've you got to put yourself in, in, in a posture of worship. And see, that's what he did because he knew that God himself had given him those instructions. He said he put his face between his knees in a, a posture of worship. How many of us been putting ourselves in the posture of worship with everything going on? How many has been go, actually literally going into worship? Amen. Because, see, you've got to be in isolation. And, see, when you're in isolation, you can go into that, that posture of worship. And the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal things to you. He will begin to, to speak things. And I'm like, well, God, why are people not there? Okay. Keep your place in First King. Let's go to the book of James, book of James, chapter number five. We almost done. The book of James, chapter number five. The book of James, chapter number five. Are we there? It says now in verse 17, the book of James, chapter five. It says, 
Elias, which means Elijah, was a man subject to like passions as we are. Hmm. And he prayed. How did he pray? What's that next word? Earnestly. That it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Hmm. He has the same passion as we do. Now, if Elijah can pray that it does not rain, and then he prays that it does rain, and he has the same type passion, and we have the same type passion that we have, uh, he has, why is it we're not doing it? It may have something to do with that one word called earnestly. <laughs> the Bible say he earnestly prayed. See, we, we, we do those now we lay me down to sleep prayers. Amen. There's no earnestly, you know, no sincerity. Now, I mean, not really down off in worship and praying to God until sweat come down, until we're in such a place, God, that when we come up out of there, we all know that we got the answer to our prayers. So he prayed earnestly. Oh, we've been praying earnestly. See, that's what the body of Christ got to understand. We have to understand the power that's in prayer. When you look at the Bible, the Bible talks about, in Chronicles, he says, if my people that are called by my name would pray, seek his face, humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, the promise is he'll heal the land. Land not healed. So what does that tell me? The body of Christ is not earnestly praying. Because we have been given the power to change things. The Bible says, like passion, as we are, just like we have. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. So the same kind of passion he has, we got it. We just got to learn how to operate in it. Amen. He prayed that it didn't rain. He said, at at your word. And now, it's turning around. He's going to pray that the rain, the blessings come. Okay? Now, let's go back to 1 Kings chapter 18. Let's go back. We're almost done. 1 Kings chapter 18. Let's go back there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. I, I didn't read verse number 18 in James. 18 says, thank you, Holy Spirit. Verse 18 in James 5 says, and he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. He prayed, asked God to not let it rain, and said in the space of three and a half years, then he earnestly prayed that it would rain, and it rained. We have that same power. We have that same power. Amen. It said he was a man. He didn't say he was God. He said he was a man. Gender. He's, he's just like us. He was just like us. 
But yet he was able to earnestly pray. Hmm. And God began to operate. Now, 1 Kings chapter 18. Going back now, looking at verse 43, because we get in that posture of worship. Watch 43. It says, and he, be careful who you take with, take with you. Verse 43 says, and he said to his servant, go up now. Look toward the sea. The sea represents the spirit. And he went up and he looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. He sent a servant up. Servant said, I don't see nothing. You know how it is. I don't see nothing. Drought is not over. I don't see no, no, no. Uh, uh, no example, no no uh, reasoning of why we should understand that the drought is over. I'm in this situation. Well, there's a reason why you can't see. It's because you don't trust God. You got to you got to be able to trust God. See that servant couldn't see because thank you, Holy Spirit. He didn't have the type of relationship that Elijah had. So you got to have a relationship with God to believe God when he tells you the drought is over and everything's going on the way it's going on. you got to have a relationship with God. He tells him, he said, now, he said, you, he said, I don't see nothing. Well, God, I don't see nothing. That my, my circumstances is going to change. Anybody ever said that? I, I, don't, I don't see nothing that's going to say my circumstances is going to change. I'm going to always be like this. Well, life and death is in the power of the tongue. You just spoke on you what your life and circumstances are going to be. They're going to always be this way. Why? Because I just gave life to it and then I killed that which God has said the drought is over. If I can put it that way. Amen. Now, now, he says go back seven times. See, the number seven is the finished work of God. You got to know, you, you got to know that it's already done. It's already finished. We're just walking it out. That's all. We're just walking it out. It's already finished. Whatever God has destined for our life, it is already finished. We just got to operate in faith and keep on walking, as Dr. Manley say. Just keep on walking. Amen. Now, but we got to understand that the drought is over. Get in that posture of worship and praise God. And then what's verse 44? 44 says, And it came to pass at the seventh time. Look how long it took him to get there. Look how long it takes us to get there in our faith. It says, And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea, hmm, like a man's hand. And he said, go up, say unto Ahab, now he's sending his servant to go talk to that ruling spirit. <laughs> Prepare thy chariot and get thee down that the rain stop thee not. In other words, take that old ruling spirit and tell it where to go. Because you don't want that ruling spirit, our will and our desire in us to stop, thank you, Holy Spirit, to stop the blessings, the abundance of blessings that's coming our way. 
Do we not know our own will and our own way, our own motives can stop us from receiving the blessings of the Lord? Not just small blessings. He said abundance of blessings. Abundance. That's a whole lot of blessings. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Now, verse 45. Verse 45 says, and watch this. And it came to pass. Huh. It came to pass in the while that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. It gets dark before it gets better. It gets dark before it gets better. And then it says, and there was a great rain, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Now, look at this. Jezreel, it means may God give seed. In our drought season, and when God said the drought is over, God said, I'm about to release seed. I'm about to release seed into your hand. (laughs) I'm about to release seed. He says, may God give seed. He sends them to a place where he's going to release the seed that we need. Because in, in every seed, there's, a, there's more to, to the, what meets the eye when we look at a seed. When you look at a seed, you can't see everything that's in the seed. When you look at that blessing, God going to bring your way. Thank you. And my way. You won't be able to see everything that's in it. Some things you won't be able to see because, see, most times people just see a seed as a seed. They don't see that the seed is houses. They don't see that the seed is paper. They do not see that the seed is a forest. See, in that little tiny seed in the natural is so many things that's in the seed. Now, when it comes down to our abundance of blessing, it says he's going to send us to a place called Jezreel, and there is where God gives seed. Oh, my God. That is where God, it said, may God give seed. Look at what's coming your way. My way. That seed that's got a whole lot of, a whole lot of something, something, something in it that we can't even see. That we cannot see. God, I receive every seed that the Lord has that's sending my way. He told me the drought's over, and then he's going to send me some seed. Because, see, the rain's coming, y'all. <laughs> the rain's coming. The blessings are coming. Your drought season, whatever your drought season was and is, God said, don't, don't, don't worry, don't fret. He said, I got it. He said, I got it. He said, I'm going to bless you in abundance, in abundance. The last verse in verse 46 says this, and we're out of here. Verse 46 says, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. In other words, the power of God was upon him. And said, and he girded up his loins, and he ran before Ahab. In other, in other words, when he said he ran and before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel, you've got to get in front of that ruling spirit that's in you. That's trying to stop your blessing. And he, he said he ran before him, and he said so that he can stop him from getting to the entrance. See, you got to be there when the, when the seed comes, you, comes to you. you. You got to be in the entrance to receive it, in the entrance way. And once you're in the entrance way to receive that, that old ruling spirit in us, huh, 
that caused us to doubt our God, he got to sit down and submit. He's got to sit down and he's got to submit. Amen. Tell you, God said, stand on it. I believe it. The drought is over. It's over. It's over. It is over. The drought is over. And the seed of abundance of rain is coming to our hand. And the power of God is on it, so it can't be stopped. The power of God is on it. It cannot be stopped. God, I thank you. I thank you that the drought is over. I thank you for it. I don't know about y'all, but I've been in some dry seasons in my life. I've been in a drought. Amen. And I'm ready for some rain. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. I praise you that the drought is over. Mm-mm-mm. No more dry seasons. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. I hear the sound. I hear the sound. I don't care what nobody else say. I hear the sound. I hear the sound. I hear it. I hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's coming in abundance. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my God. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. You need to learn to put your ear to it, y'all. You need to learn to put your ear to it so you can hear the sound. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the abundance. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. I praise your name, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Mm, 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 mm. Thank you for the abundance. I receive it, Lord. Hallelujah. I receive it. I receive it. I receive what the Lord has for me. Hmm. 